for just now. Oh, Lord, send the power. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. I talk about prayer this month and the importance of prayer and what is prayer and why we should pray. Amen. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Jesus says, Speak a parable to them that men should always pray. And not to faint. Amen. Amen. We should always pray and not faint. It's important that we learn the importance of prayer. Amen. If you learn nothing else, Jesus says that we was finished last week. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all people, all men. Amen. We are the temple of God. That the Spirit of God is in us, and so therefore, we must have a habit of prayer. We need to be constantly in prayer over and over again. Prayer is as old as, as man, as universal as religion, and as extinctive as breathing. And to self, to them, him also that was born a son, and he called his name Enos, Enos and then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Now last week we was talking about what is prayer and we saw that we were to ask, we were to seek, and we were to knock, and the door should be open unto us. And we saw many examples of that taking place uh, in Scripture last week. We saw, amen, how David, when he had lost everything, you know, he went to the Lord in prayer and he asked God, shall he pursue? And God told him to pursue and he would recover all. We saw that Elijah stood up on top of Mount Carmel and he called down fire from heaven there in, in First Kings chapter 18. So today we want to talk about why prayer, why prayer, or why pray, amen. Because when you notice it was commanded by Jesus to pray. It was commanded. He says, I will that men would pray and not faint. In other words, if you pray, you won't quit. It's hard to quit when you're talking to the one that you love. Amen. Prayer changes us. Amen. He changes the situation. Prayer changes us. And so we have to get into the habit of talking to God about our situations and our circumstances. Amen. What I have found, if you quit serving God, usually the first thing that goes is your prayer life. You, you're, you, prayer has got to be a habit. It's got to be something that you really love doing. It's got to be something that is on your radar screen, no matter the course of the day, no matter the time that you want to pray. As Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 2, he says, I exalt first and foremost, he says, in supplications, prayer, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceful life with all good godliness and honesty. For this is what? Good in the acceptable uh, in the sight of God, our Savior. We would have all men to what? Be saved. Amen. So we never know what God is doing. We have to pray. Amen. If you've got lost loved ones, don't quit praying. Don't ever give up on God. 
Let God work. His, he tells us in Isaiah, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Amen. We've got to realize we never know what God is doing. Yesterday, as I was just saying to my wife, we stopped, we was coming back from a sectional picnic yesterday, and we stopped at the commissary on Fort McCoy, and I, as we was leaving, we came up to the stop sign, and I looked over at my wife, and I says, who would have thought? Forty-two years ago, on this base, would have brought us together. Would have put us together. Well, who was praying for us? Forty-three, she just gave up fingers back there. Who would have, who, who would have ever thought that God would bring us together? Who was praying that, that he put us together and, and brought us to you know, to where we are now. Don't give up. You know, if you pray for anything for God to do, He'll work if you let Him work. Just hold on. Don't give up. You just keep encouraging yourself in the Lord. Paul's tell us, you know, he says, God, He wants everybody saved. Amen. That's why Peter would write in Second Peter three nine. He said, "The Lord is not slack concerning His promise; He is long suffering towards, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." So we've got to get in the habit of holding on. Why pray? It's a command. Jesus told Peter in Matthew twenty six forty one. He says, "Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The flesh is the, is, the spirit." It's willing, but the flesh is weak. So we got to, if you want your flesh to stay strong in the Lord, you want to keep yourself motivated in the Lord, keep praying. Say, if you stop praying, your flesh take over. If you pray, the Spirit takes over. The Spirit will keep you motivated. The Spirit will keep you energized. The Spirit will keep you from giving up. This is why Paul, writing to the church at Philippi in the fourth chapter and fourth verse, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, watch this, but in everything... What? In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Everything, not part of things, everything with prayer and supplication, petitioning God, praying to God, everything, make it known to Him, and the peace of God which passive all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He will keep you, Isaiah said, in perfect peace. That's why you want to pray. That's why you want to talk to God. Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell Him all about our troubles. He will hear our fainted cry. He will answer by and by. Now when you feel a little prayer will turn, you know the fire is burning. You find a little talk with Jesus Make it all right. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear, all because we do not carry what? Everything to God in prayer. Every trials and temptations. Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Just take it to Him in prayer. 
Amen. Share it with God. Don't give up. Amen. So we have to keep praying because this is commanded of us by God. Prayer is needful at all times, especially in times of tribulations and distress, says John Gill in his commentary. Whether inward or outward, this should be made without ceasing. Saints should watch unto it with all perseverance. Men should pray always, not faint, never give out or over or be discouraged. Notice what Gill is saying here. We should never. We've got an advocate. We've got an opportunity. We've got an anchor of hope, both sure and steadfast. Amen. Jesus Christ is with us. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. When we're told in Ephesians 6 to put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, because we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling against principalities, we're wrestling against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spirits your wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you are able to stand. And having done all you can do to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Watch this. Praying. Always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance, and for all things. See, prayer is valuable, Paul says. We want to pray. You've got to have that habit. Amen. It changes you. It strengthens you. It builds you. It encourages you. Amen. So we've got to pray. If you remember in Isaiah 38... Amen. You remember when the Lord told Isaiah, he says, Go tell Hezekiah to set his house in order, for he shall what? Die and not live. As soon as Isaiah told him that, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he began to pray. And he began to call upon God. Now notice what Isaiah 38 says here. Real quick, I'll read a little bit of it for you. Amen. Then Hezekiah, verse 2, Then Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto the Lord and says, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, says, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thee thy days fifteen years. And I will deliver thee in this city out of the hands of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing he has spoken. Behold, I will bring again the shadow of the degrees which is gone down in the sundial of Ahaz ten degrees backwards. So the sun returned ten degrees by which degree it had gone down. Amen. God says, to show you I'm going to do what I said, Hezekiah, I'm moving the degrees back ten degrees. And now people, the scientists is confused. They're trying to figure out, you know, where that ten minutes is. God moved it back. 
He told Hezekiah, you're not going to die. You're going to get 15 extra years. Wow. And everybody else is giving up. God says, I've heard your prayer. I'm going to give you 15 more years. Amen. Think about it. Here's a man that prayed and got added 15 more years when he was told he was going to die. Think about it. God is the giver of life. God is the controller of life. And I can tell you you can die all day long. God, if God don't say it, you ain't going nowhere. I like to mess with doctors every time I go to the doctor, you know. I always tell them, I don't need it. God's in charge. I ain't going nowhere anyhow. I was sitting beside a lady one time on the plane. Boy, she was so fearful. I looked at her. I said, what's the matter? She said, I'm so afraid to fly. I said, listen, I ain't going nowhere yet. This plane ain't going to fall. I said, God ain't finished with me yet, so you're in good hands with all state. <laughs> you know? so, so that's the key. Amen. Look at Hannah. You know, Hannah wanted a child, didn't she? She got tired of her adversaries tormenting her over and over and over again. So finally Hannah prayed. She went into the sanctuary and she prayed. And God not only gave her one child, he wound up giving her some more. She birthed the first prophet of Israel, Samuel. Amen. Because of her prayer life. Amen. We saw last week also that the church was built on prayer. We saw that in Acts. Amen. They, after Jesus' ascension, they went back to the upper room and they waited for the promise that God had told them and they had a prayer meeting. And as a result, they sprung out into the town and Peter began to preach. Amen. Because prayer is the only way we get things from God. We got to talk to him. Yes, he knows the things I have need of before I ever ask him. So I just give him thanks for what he's going to send me. You know, there's been times I needed some money. I just said, hey, Dad, I need you to sell some of my cattle on a thousand hills. Check shows up from nowhere. I don't know where it comes from. He knows the things I have need of. Amen. Prayer will save you out of trouble. Psalms 34, 6, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Oh, out of all my saviors, about all of our troubles. Amen. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. We've got to pray. Amen. All of the troubles. Not part of them. All of your troubles. Amen. We need to stay connected. Amen. Here, in Colossians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 through 4. Paul writing to the church at Colossus, he says, Continue in prayer and watch it in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us the door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bond, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Notice, he says, continue in prayer, and with all praying that God will open a door of opportunity. We need to have doors of opportunity open so that we can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need the doors to China open so we can preach 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need the doors in the Middle East and the Muslim countries that we can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why we need to pray. This is why we need to bombard heaven. Amen. People are lost. And if we're not going to seek the God to open the doors so they can hear the gospel, we're not doing our duty. We got a purpose in life. Amen. People are lost. People are dying. We need to pray. We need to seek for God to open the door to sin. Amen. I've I've been excited all week when my contact in Mongolia, she contacted me the other day and I had heard that this young man was not going to go to Mongolia. Amen. Him and his family, they feel the call there. We've been praying for Mongolia that God will send someone there and now it looks like we're going to have a missionary on site in Mongolia. We're excited, amen, praise God, to, to be able to reach into that country with again with the truth of God's Word. So we need this door open, amen. Paul says that this gospel is hid. It is hid to them who's lost and whom the gods of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ should be revealed to them. There's a lot of people that haven't heard. And so therefore we need to pray that God would open these doors. Even right here in our own cities, there's a lot of people that have not heard the truth of the gospel. We need to pray for doors of opportunity to open for each one of us to be able to share this gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus told Peter in Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32, he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat. He says, but I pray for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen the brother, Luke 22, verse 31 and 32. He says, I pray for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, you strengthen the brethren. Amen. And when the Peter got converted, immediately he started preaching Jesus Christ. The doors of opportunity, we need them open at all times. I believe we got a short opportunity to, to get this gospel preached uh, unto the whole world. Amen. We all got to be involved because Peter says, I want to make known the mystery Amen. I have not seen and ears have not heard, amen, the things about God. What is the mystery of the gospel? Christ, amen. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, 2 Corinthians 5.19. To wit, Paul says, that God was in Christ. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. Almighty God took on flesh just like you and I did. He came to the earth, his to seek and to save that which was lost. And so God is the answer to the whole world. Jesus Christ is the answer to the whole world. And we need those doors of opportunity to be open so that we can share the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people can be saved. Amen. People can be delivered. People can be brought out of darkness to the marvelous light.
seen people, amen, that have been having troubles and struggling and going through all kinds of things in their lives. But when they get to hear the gospel, when they get to hear what God can do in their lives and they accept the truth of the gospel, their whole lives are changed. I've seen the voices on the verge, uh, amen, of being signed into paper. But God intervenes through, they hear the gospel, they hear the word of God. And their lives are changed and their marriage becomes solid and they wind up in the ministry of Almighty God. Amen. The doors of opportunity, let's get them open. Amen. Let's pray for God will open the door to your next door neighbors and the people that's around your neighborhood so that you can share the gospel, even your own family and your loved ones. Amen. We need these doors of opportunity. Open. So Paul says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving with all praying also for us that God would open unto the door as a door of utterance. Amen. To speak the mystery of Christ for which also I am in bonds. Amen. Praise God. We need these doors open. Number two, prayer facilitates the preaching of the word of God. Prayer facilitate the preaching of the word of God. Paul was confident in the power of prayer when he wrote in Second Thessalonians Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse one and two. <coughs> Excuse me. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse one and two. Paul says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and to be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Amen. Amen. So he says, pray for us. I pray you're praying for me too. <laughs> amen. Pray for us that this course, amen, that we will have free course to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Acts 13, chapter 1 through verse 5, Acts 13. Now there was in the church, there was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that were called Niger and Lucas, Lucius of Serene and Minion, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetra and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they then sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews, and they had also John added to their ministry. Notice, they prayed, they sent them forth, and what happened? They preached the word. Amen. Prayer always should be able to facilitate the, the preaching of the word. If you notice in Acts 2 and 1, they was already in the prayer room. They had a prayer meeting. And when the Holy Ghost was poured out, Peter began to preach. Amen. He began to preach. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass. He began to preach about Jesus Christ. And as a result, three 
3,000 souls was added to the church the first day. Amen. Because it facilitates the ministering of the Word of God. We need to have the Word of God preached uh, like under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And so, therefore, this is why you need to be praying. God, move mightily that your Word will have free course, that your Word will accomplish that which you sent it to do. Amen. We see that in Acts 10, verse 1 through 5, that Cornelius was in prayer. He was praying constantly. He was giving, and Peter went up uh, on the rooftop to, to pray. And as a result, we know that Peter saw this sheet that was being let down. Amen. says, Rise, Peter, slay and eat. And he says, Oh, no, Lord, I have not touched anything uncommon or, or unclean. And God says, Don't you ever let any, uh, call anything uncommon or unclean which I have cleaned. And notice, when Peter wakes up, uh, there's some men looking for him. Cornelius is sent for them. And so Peter goes to Cornelius' house. And the Bible says, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. Amen. Preach. Uh, amen. We need the power to preach the word of God. And the prayer helps us to facilitate the opening of the door to preach the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We've got to have it. It's important that we preach the Word of God. Hallelujah. Even Mary was up in the upper room praying. <laughs> Woo! It opens doors to preach. So you pray every morning, guess what? You're going to wind up preaching the Word of God. <laughs> You're going to share this truth of the gospel. You don't need a pulpit here. Get out there. Share. Philip went down to Samaria in Acts 8. And what did he do? He preached the Word. <laughs> Think about it. He just went and started preaching. You've got the power. Amen. Preach, preach. Share the truth of the gospel. Amen. Minister to the hearts of people where they are and what they need. It will open many, many doors for you to be able, amen, to share the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, he says, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. Amen. You've got to preach the Word. Pray. Ask God to open the door of opportunity for you to share the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why we pray. He wants people saved. Amen. But He has chosen you and I as vessels, meet for the Master's use, to be used in such a time as this to share the truth of the gospel. Don't say yourself short. Amen. Prayer strengthens you. It builds your ego, if you want to put it that way. Amen. It helps your low self-esteem. It encourages you. Amen. You see who you are in the power. Amen. When you walk away from prayer and talking to God, I don't know, you just feel all right. It's going to be better for you. It helps you. 
So prayer helps us facilitate the Word of God. Amen. Prayer produces spiritual fruit. Prayer produces spiritual fruit. Prayer helps us overcome our carnal nature and fleshly desires so that we can reflect Christ to in our lives to a lost and dying world. In Acts 16, amen, we see that Paul wanted to go one way, but the Holy Ghost changed his directions and brings him another way. So he comes over to Macedonia there in Acts 16. If you want to go there in your Bible, we'll read just a little bit of this here and see what happens. See, they have been planned because, remember, before they thrust forth, they had been praying. They had been in prayer meeting. The church was praying for them constantly. Amen. And now here in Acts chapter 16, starting with verse 9, Paul gets a vision, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man in Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. Notice, the people in prayer Macedonia is already praying. They're praying for somebody to come. Amen. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody behind the iron curtain. Maybe there's somebody in China that's, that's praying that somebody will come. Maybe there's somebody in these in third world countries and Muslim countries is, is praying. Amen. For somebody to come over and help them to bring the truth. Amen. Of the gospel. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go to Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called for what? To preach the gospel unto them. Amen. Notice, Paul says, Whoa, I, I, I feel that the door of opportunity is being opened to go to preach the word to the Macedonians. They, all the parents, they hadn't been there before, but he has a vision of a man that was praying says, Come over and help us. Amen. Therefore, loose from Troy, say, we came with a straight course to Samothria, Samothracia, and the next day, to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of the part of the Macedonians and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted there. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Tyatera, which worshipped God, heard us whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended to the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought her and said, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Notice, at first they got a prayer call saying, Send somebody to help us. They get over there. They realize they had an opportunity. They preached the word. They shared the word with Lydia and her household down by the riverside. Go lay out my burdens down by the riverside. Amen. You remember that old song? Ain't going to worry no more. Amen. Notice what it says. And she and our household was baptized. Amen. Why? Because that's the gospel. The death, the burden. 
world and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We repent of our sins. We get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. And God fills us with the Holy Ghost. That's the gospel. That's the door that is being opened to them here. Amen. And they was having a prayer meeting out by the riverside. What a great place to have the prayer meeting. Right to the water. <laughs> right beside the water. Praise God. Let's move on just a little bit more here. And it's, we, it's verse 16. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. You know, saucer witchcraft, which brought us ma- her master much gain by smooth saying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drove them into the marketplace with the rulers and brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach us customs which are not lawful for us to be received, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate rent out their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, amen, notice, Paul and Silas prayed. And sang psalms unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened. There's the door of opportunity, and everyone's hands, bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep. And seeing the prison door open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had all fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in that house. And they spake unto him the word of God and all of his house that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. And he and all of his straightway. Amen. The door of opportunity opened for them because it all began with prayer. Amen. Elvis didn't come up with the jailhouse rock. Amen. Jesus opened the door. Amen. Through the earthquake, it opened the door for them. They had prayed for a door. Paul says, pray for me that we will have a door of opportunity to make known the mystery of the gospel of Christ. And these doors 
doors open, even to the prison doors. I'm here to tell you, there's men and women behind prison doors that, that needs the door of opportunity open, that some of these men and women that are going into the prison will be able, in jails, will be able to share with them the truth of God's Word, amen, so that they can hear the truth of the gospel. We need to have every opportunity to bring forth fruit, uh, meat for repentance. Uh, amen. And Acts 2, verse 42, the Bible says, And they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and a prayer. The early church is started with prayer. They never stopped praying. If we say that we are one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, roller, born-again, heaven-bound believers and the liberating power of Jesus' name, we better be praying for doors of opportunity to open. We need to have that relationship with Jesus Christ to be solid uh, in our lives. Praise God. Doors of opportunity. Psalms 126. Psalms 126, verse 5 and 6. The Bible says that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bringing bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again. Amen. Bringing his sheaves with them. Jesus says the soul went forth to sow. Amen. The seed is the word of God. So share the gospel. Share the truth of God's word. Amen. That lives will be changed. Amen. Hallelujah. Corey Timbone says, Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? <laughs> you just get prayer when you feel flat? Of what guides your life, or controls your life. Amen. Martin Luther put it this way. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. <laughs> Think about it. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. <laughs> it don't happen. Amen. You see, it's a, we say, why pray? It's a sin if we don't pray. As Samuel told the people, he says, God forbid that I should sin and not pray for you in First Samuel. There, chapter 12, verse 23. He says, God forbid. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. Don't worry about that. I'm going to keep your name before the Lord. Amen. It's a sin if we don't pray. Our father was a praying man. Amen. So we need to bring forth fruit. If When you look at the book of Acts and you look at the scripture, look how their lives was changed because of the way they prayed. The fruit of the Spirit became evident. They had love in their heart. For God and, and others. Amen. They had joy. When they got beat, they still had joy. Amen. It, it, this comes by, by being in prayer. And, and even though you get persecuted, you can rejoice. Amen. They had long suffering. They had patience. Uh, one towards another. They was given, they was gentle, they was good, they had faith, they believed. Notice when you look through the book of Acts, the fruit 
of the Spirit was evident in the early church. And it must be evident in us. We've got to pray. We've got to seek God for His directions, for His guidance, for our lives. Amen. As I shared about Hannah and Hezekiah. Amen. They believed that God would come through for them. And so we must also. Number four, prayer brings about miracles. Prayer brings about miracles. Look at Acts chapter number 28, verse 8 and verse 9. Acts 28, verse 8 and 9. Acts 28, 8 and 9. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a blood flux. Now this is when Paul is ran shipwrecked on the Isles of Malta. These are on the Isles of Malta, amen, down by Libya. Have you ever been down that way? I don't know if you have or not. But here it is. He lay sick of a fever, of a blood flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had disease in the island came and was healed. Notice the miraculous power, amen, through prayer that began to resonate through the Apostle Paul, amen. Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. Now Peter and John went up together unto the temple of the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him, but John said, and look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping, stood up, walking, and entering the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. It all starts with prayer. Amen. The miraculous power of Almighty God. There has been numerous miracles through prayer meetings. Uh, men and men, women praying and others praying and interceding. I've seen people get up out of wheelchairs uh, and walk, amen, because of what God was doing. I've seen many miracles of God operating through prayer. Amen. That's why you want to keep your prayer life intact. Uh, that's why you don't want to, when somebody says to you, pray for me. Don't go away from them and say, I'll pray for you. Pray for them right there. Right then. Amen. Because they're believing through prayer, God will make something happen and something will work. So you join with them in their faith at that very moment. And you, Jesus, as if two of you agree on anything in the name of the Lord Jesus, it'll be done. Amen. Let Him work. You believe, you hold on to your faith. Amen. Don't give up. Don't give up. He will come through. The miraculous power 
of God. James 5.13 Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. If you got something going on, pray. If afflictions is coming after you, pray. Build a hedge around you. <laughs> Set a wall. Plead the blood of Jesus over your own life. Amen. He ain't going to cross the blood. Satan ain't going to cross the blood. Amen. Just plead the blood. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Amen. Sing a song. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed any sins, they'd be forgiven him. Wow, what a quick way to get your sins forgiven. <laughs> Man, he says if you're sick, call. You get prayed for and your sins will be forgotten. Wow, double blessing. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we. He was just like you and me. He's a human being just like you and me. You know, like I said last week at the onset, you know, don't limit yourself to who you are. You know, there's no great big person in prayer and, and all this stuff, you know. Your prayer is just as effective as mine. You're a child of God just like I am. See, notice he says, Elijah was a man just, he had the same passions as you and I did. But what happened? He prayed and it rained for three and a half years. <laughs> Want to stop the rain? <laughs> Who knows? You never know. I, I've heard of men down south and the tornadoes was heading right towards them. And I've heard that they stood and says, God, you know, send it a different way. And then all of a sudden it just banks off and goes a different way. Come on. Don't limit yourself. Amen. You have the same passions as these. You love God. You love the things of God. Amen. He prayed and then he prayed again. What happened? It rained. <laughs> Man, that's power. <laughs> Miraculous working power. You can do it, Caitlin. Sister Caitlin, excuse me. You can do it. Amen. All of you. Try it out sometime. Amen. Try, put God to the test. See what he'll do. Amen. And it rained again and he brought forth fruit. Amen. We just need to make sure that we stay on our knees, uh, stay close to God. Amen. Praise God. I'm not going to get through this. I'll pick up next week. Okay? So, but prayer is a channel of power. It's a channel of power. Amen. It gives you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing but enemy. It just, it, it just builds you. Amen. It gives you power. It gives you strength. And that's what you want to hold on to. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's take a break. <laughs>